Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year, and welcome to How About a Story. I'm your host, Isaura. If you are new, bienvenidos, welcome. This is a podcast where you get to hear fairy tales and stories from long ago. Come nestle up and get ready to be taken away on an adventure through the words of your favorite authors. We are starting the new year with a twist to a classic. Today's journey is brought to you by Andrew Lang, where he tells us the true story of the classic tale of Little Red Riding Hood. So enough ponchinchando, let's enter into Andrew Lang's world of words. This is the true history of Little Golden Hood. tale of poor little red riding hood that the wolf deceived and devoured with her cake her little butter can and her grandmother well the true story happened quite differently as we know now and first of all the little girl was called and is still called little golden hood secondly it was not she nor the good grand dame but the wicked wolf who was in the end caught and devoured only listen. The story begins something like the tale. There once was a little peasant girl, pretty and nice as a star in its season. Her real name was Blanchette, but she was more often called Little Golden Hood on account of a wonderful little cloak with a hood, gold and fire colored, which she always had on. This little hood was given to her by her grandmother, who was so old that she did not know her age. It ought to bring her good luck, for it was made of a ray of sunshine, she said. And as the good old woman was considered something of a witch, everyone thought the little hood rather bewitched too. And so it was, as you will see. One day, the mother said to the child, hmm, uh, let's see, my little golden hood, if you know how to find your way by yourself. You shall take this good piece of cake to your grandmother for a Sunday treat tomorrow. You will ask her how she is and come back at once without stopping to chatter on the way with people you don't know. Do you quite understand? Hmm? I quite understand, replied Blanchette gaily. And off she went with the cake, quite proud of her errand. But the grandmother lived in another village, and there was a big wood to cross before getting there. At a turn off the road under the trees, suddenly, who goes there? Friend Wolf had seen the child start alone, and the villain was waiting to devour her, when at the same moment, he perceived some woodcutters who might observe him, and he changed his mind. Instead of falling upon Blanchette, he came frisking up to her like a good dog. Tis you, my nice little golden hood. So the little girl stops to talk with the wolf, who for all that, she did not know in the least. Hmm, you know me then? Uh, what is your name? My name is Friend Wolf, 
And where are you going thus, my pretty one, with your little basket on your arm? <laughs> I'm going to my grandmother to take her a good piece of cake for her Sunday treat tomorrow. And, uh, where does she live, your grandmother? Hmm? She lives on the other side of the wood, in the first house in the village, near the windmill. You know. Oh, yes, I know now. Well, that's just where I'm going. <laughs> I shall get there before you, no doubt, with your little bits of legs. And I'll tell her you're coming to see her. Then, she'll wait for you. Thereupon, the wolf cuts across the wood and in five minutes arrives at the grandmother's house. He knocks at the door. No answer. He knocks louder. Nobody. Then he stands up on end, puts his two forepaws on the latch, and the door opens. Not a soul in the house. The old woman had risen early to sell her herbs in the town, and she had gotten off in such haste that she had left her bed unmade with her nightcap on the pillow. Good. I know what I'll do. <laughs> he shuts the door pulls on the grandmother's nightcap down to his eyes. Then he lies down all his length in the bed and draws the curtains. In the meantime, the good Blanchette went quietly on her way, as little girls do, amusing herself here and there by picking Easter daisies, watching the little birds making their nests, and running after the butterflies, which fluttered in the sunshine. At last, she arrives at the door. Who, 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 who's there? Says the wolf, softening his rough voice as best as he can. It's me, Granny, your little golden hood. I'm bringing you a big piece of cake for your Sunday treat tomorrow. Oh, um... Press your finger on the latch, then push and the door opens. You got a cold, Granny? <clears throat> a little. <clears throat> uh, shut the door, my little lamb. Put your basket on the table and then take off your frock and come lie down by me. You shall rest a little. The good child undresses, but observe this. She kept her little hood upon her head. When she saw what a figure her granny cut in bed, the poor little thing was much surprised. Oh, how like you are to friend Wolf, Grandmother. That's an account of my nightcap, child. <laughs> oh, what hairy arms you've got, Grandmother. Oh, oh, the better to hug you, my child. What a big tongue you've got, Grandmother. All oh, the better for answering, child. What a mouthful of great white teeth you have, Grandmother. 
That's for crunching little children with her. And the wolf opened his jaws wide to swallow Blanchette, but she put her head down crying, Mama! <laughs> Mama! And the wolf only caught her little hood. Thereupon, oh dear, oh dear, he draws back, crying and shaking his jaw as if he had swallowed red hot coals. It was the little fire-colored hood that had burnt his tongue right down his throat. The little hood, you see, was one of those magic caps that they used to have in former times in the stories for making oneself invisible or invulnerable. So there was the wolf with his throat burnt, jumping off the bed and trying to find the door, howling and howling as if all the dogs in the country were at his heels. Just at this moment, the grandmother arrives, returning from the town with her long sack empty on her shoulder. Ah, brigand! Wait a bit. Quickly, she opens her sack wide across the door and the maddened wolf springs in head downwards. <laughs> it is now he that is caught, swallowed like a letter in the post. For the brave old dame shuts her sack so and she runs and empties it in the well where the vagabond, still howling, tumbles in and is drowned. Ah, scoundrel. You thought you would crunch my little grandchild? <laughs> well, tomorrow we will make her a muff of your skin and you yourself shall be crunched for we will give your carcass to the dogs. Thereupon, the grandmother hastened to dress poor Blanchette. She was still trembling with fear in the bed. Well, without my little hood, where would you be now, darling? And to restore heart and legs to the child, she made her eat a piece of her cake and drink a good draught of wine, after which she took her by the hand and led her back to the house. And then who was it who scolded her when she knew all that had happened? It was the mother. Blanchette promised over and over that she would never more stop to listen to a wolf. And so that at last, the mother forgave her. And Blanchette, the little golden hood, kept her word. And in fine weather, she may still be seen in the fields with her pretty little hood, the color of the sun. But to see her, you must rise early. Thank you so much for listening to How About a Story. If you would like to read this story and many others of Andrew Lang's, pick up the Red Fairy book. How About a Story was written, edited, and produced by me. And special production thanks goes out to Jason Showered. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and let me know by making those stars dance on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Until next time, what stories will you be getting into?